0: You're listening to The Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church.
1: The first time was with Lazarus, with Mary and Martha, and he was weeping even though Lazarus was about to be resurrected. He knew that Lazarus was going to resurrect from the dead, but yet he was weeping because he had compassion on the people. He was with the people. And same thing right here. He's weeping over Jerusalem because they're, they're not recognizing the Prince of Peace entering into the city. And he's saying, you're, you're missing it. And more than anything, I think he's saying, and I'm
0: missing you. Welcome to this version of the Conversations podcast brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. My name, as always, is Ben Kioski. I'm delighted to be with you, Taylor who else do we have with us?
2: Yes, I'm Taylor, and today we have Paulina De La Fuente.
0: Hi. And joined by
2: lead pastor, Jose Averoa.
0: Good morning. Also, we have with us, of course, as always, Nathaniel over in the hole there. Hello, hello. And we have <laughs> a special guest yeah, with us today. We have our new uh, student pastor. His yes. name is Tyler Keese. He's over in the corner. Say something, Tyler. Say something. Awesome, nice. perfect. So moving right into it. Sweet,
2: Jose, kicking off a new series yesterday, mm-hmm. talking about Let's Go Deep. First off, I figured you'd just kind of give an intro to kind of the series and just your heart behind uh, what we're gonna dive into.
1: Yeah, so we've been in the Let's Go series and we continue that in the essence of that's the verse that God gave us for the year, Micah 4.2, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. So... Given that we've talked about going deeper, going higher, going further. And for this season, I thought it'd be really great for us to go deep and really talk about the fundamentals of what it means to follow Jesus, specifically going through spiritual disciplines. So we'll be talking about prayer, we'll be talking about fasting, honoring God with the Sabbath, scripture memory, and a couple other fun things that I hope will deepen our relationship with Jesus.
2: Nice, nice. Do you, and this open up to anyone else too, but when you think of spiritual disciplines, kind of what are some of the first, I know you just ran off a few, but what are some of the ones that you kind of think come more naturally to you just in your daily and weekly walks with the Lord?
0: First thing I think about is stickers. Stickers. Um, If we memorize verses, do we get a sticker chart? (laughs) Do we get to have a sticker chart? A badge? I think a sticker chart's a good idea. Maybe
1: we should have a sticker chart. Like a stamp make
3: one just for Ben. Yeah. Sticker
0: chart or just ben. me. <laughs> I need to feel you know. Little accomplishments are good for me.
1: Or we could do those booklets that you buy for businesses around town that give you those little deals. <laughs> we can give coupon, like you punch. know a little coupon book. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you
1: memorize that's, the scripture. That's perfect. Twenty percent off your next taco.
0: When I <laughs> when I when I think about uh, spiritual disciplines, one of the things that that strikes me most about the whole topic is how fascinating it is that when we dive into those things and talk about them with one another, how different people relate to God in different ways Mm -hmm. and how He is um, so um, present in our lives and He's so intimately um, aware of us in in that He created us that He has all these different avenues and ways to connect with us and to be intimate with us. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's what I think of Mm.
2: Yeah, I think for me, uh, growing up in the church and hearing so many messages and so much of God's truth, it's easy just to kind of either go in one ear and out the other, or even just uh, just get almost just bogged down with just kind of all the textbook knowledge and not really fixated on, on actually applying it. And so I think disciplines is a way that I can kind of counter that with actual real life, like physical um, action that I think helps. I think that's part of why God designed it in just the way in which it allows us to kind of, um, set habits and routines that allow us to grow Mm -hmm. closer to him.
3: Yeah. I think, uh, spiritual disciplines are just that disciplines and I never land there accidentally, you know, like I never don't put effort and then look up and I'm doing great at all my spiritual disciplines, you know, you have to put, forth the effort and then the I think for me it's like not making it a performance thing but the spiritual part you know is that it's about God knowing me and wanting to grow me and all of that you know so combined I have to make myself do it in like a genuine spiritual heart filled way
1: yeah growing up for me traditionally excuse me let me try that over Growing up, I did have a lot of traditions that I followed on Sunday morning. And so spiritual disciplines would almost be synonymous with um, superstition. And Mm -hmm. in my mind and in my faith, if I did not do Mm -hmm. this or if I did not pray every night, true story, then I thought that God was going to punish me the next day or that I was somehow going to be less, um, you know, a, a, a... a a bad person or or something was gonna happen. But Mm. now, as I've really begun this relationship with Jesus, and now that I'm walking with the risen, Savior, who we're going to celebrate this Sunday at Easter, I realized that I get to partake in life with our Lord as I, you know, uh, as as I bring these spiritual disciplines into my everyday. Mm -hmm. So, prayer is one. One that I'm really excited to talk about is scripture memory because, Mm -hmm. as a staff, we've actually uh, committed ourselves to uh, get better at scripture memory in January at our staff retreat. So, um, Pastor Bob Moss the man the legend he has memorized he's been memorizing scripture for a long long time and so he shared his heart one of the verses that um, i don't remember exactly um, you know coincidentally scripture maybe, i don't remember that, which one it is but it's 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 in the psalms it may be even Psalm one that i've hidden i've hidden god's word in my heart
3: that i might not sin against you. exactly
1: is that psalm one right <laughs>
3: <laughs> so
1: I'm I'm really excited uh, to continue that because not only is it a great tool, but it's a great thing to to really hide God's word in our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so
2: yeah, and you hinted on it, but this week, this upcoming Sunday is Easter, which meant yesterday was Palm Sunday. Uh, And you kind of touched on a few parts about just how it ties right in with uh, making God kind of the center of our lives. I guess for someone that's maybe kind of newer to church and that phrase, as far as center of your life, what would it look like for someone to have Christ in the center of, of their life? If Jesus is in every
1: aspect of your life, meaning if you're home life your work life your friend life all if you're the same person in all of those things and that person is seeking after Jesus seeking mm-hmm. after following Jesus and making his name you know known in your life so if you're glorifying him even even if you're not necessarily there but your heart is postured towards getting to that yeah. place i would say that Jesus is the center of your life and we're all on Journeys, uh, Like Ben said, we, we, God connects intimately with us in so many different ways. And I think the point of you know, doing this series and continuing on is, is how can we actually come alongside one another and hold fast to these spiritual disciplines so that we can grow in becoming more like Jesus and, and being sanctified and being transformed into the likeness of Christ. So um, I, I would say that that's, that's what a Christ— like life looks like.
0: Yeah, and in Christ-centered life also, um, to kind of extrapolate on that even even more, I th- or maybe not, maybe it's a totally different thought altogether, <laughs> that's usually how I go, um, but it's also an exercise in discovering who you actually are or who we actually are in the way that God created us, back to the, the fact that He relates to us differently as we continue to explore disciplines and find out what, what speaks to us most poignantly in, you know, whether it be, you know, meditating on the scriptures, whether it be memorizing the scriptures, um, you know, you might be a, a super con- contemplative person and, you know, extended prayer time where you're not talking, but you're listening, mm-hmm. you're contemplating, you're meditating. And in all those different ways, uh, you know, a spiritual bl- discipline is also teaching and speaking the word, right? You know, does that does that help you? Does that, you know, is that who you are? Does that jazz you? Does that speak to your To your spirit, does God connect with you? Does He teach you? Does He align you back with Him in doing those things, and learning that um, who you really are is not wrong compared to the next person? I think that's what's amazing about delving into spiritual discipline. Is You know, Paulina might be able to memorize, you know, a scripture, like three scriptures a day and just go for it. And now she, she, you know, I have a friend that can memorize entire books of the Bible easily. You know, well, that's not me. I don't have the attention span to do that. It doesn't mean I don't memorize scripture. But, you know, for me, there's other things that I connect with God and he teaches me and he instructs me and he cares for me and he speaks life into my character. And I become who I really am as I continue to delve into the disciplines.
3: Yeah, um, I like what you said, Jose, about what it means for Christ to be the center because it really, like, it's Christ that's the center and not me being a good Christian that's the center. And I think that's where performance gets me is it's not about, like, when I look at those, when you talk about, like, the different parts of life, I'm immediately like, oh, I'm failing, big time in all those areas, you know, but really it's, uh, the posture, like that's encouraging to me, you know, that it's the posture of our hearts. So even when I feel like, man, I could have like represented Christ differently to this group of friends, you know, where I'm scared to bring up Christ to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but to like be encouraged to bring my heart back to God, it's open to you, you know, and to what you want to do. And I want to grow and be closer and do better and grow in those areas versus like I'm failing and, you know, because Christ the center means that I'm a, you know, broken, failed person. And I think in my head, what Christ being the center of my life means is that that's the place that I go back to, you know? And so when things are hard, that's where I go to. When things are great, that's what I want to go to. When I need help, that's where I go to. And, you know, all of it is like rooted in Him.
2: Like something y'all all said or touched on was this idea that it requires sacrifice that by making God the center of that, inevitably means we're not the center of our lives, and I think that that's going to require us sacrificing. And And that, Jose, is how you kind of even were, were tying in with the story of Palm Sunday and just the idea that uh, even I thought it was neat how you highlighted the owners of the donkey that Jesus' disciples came to and said, hey, you know, the Lord needs this, and how there are going to be things and aspects in our life that God is calling for us to hand over and give over Uh, and so I guess to someone who is struggling with that, they don't, whether they've been following Jesus for a long time or not a lot, that maybe they feel a prompting, but what would you say to someone who's kind of struggling with, uh, sacrificing or or giving control to God with a certain aspect of their life? Good question.
1: Cool thing about that story is that there's no way that those two owners could have known the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way that those owners, I mean, again, these were two disciples of Jesus that went out and asked. So Jesus was not even in the picture. That means that there were probably no crowds. The disciples probably were confused themselves, you know? And so the fact that the owners, when they heard the only thing that they heard was the Lord needs it. Mm-hmm. They had to choose faith. They had to Mm -hmm. somehow trust that that was an accurate statement and that what they had to offer was much greater than um, what they could see. And I would say that um, we have to realize that God is using us to be a part of his mission and to fulfill his purposes. And that's much greater than anything we really could see. And we live in a very individualistic culture and that's not all bad, um, but I think that when we look at the kingdom, kingdom perspective, man, God is using us daily for His purposes in the today, in our, you know, in our whatever. Our lives may look like from day to day, but recognizing that He's using us to fulfill His bigger picture and purpose, I think, is pretty phenomenal, mm-hmm. and um, allows us to realize it may be a donkey, it may be, you know, giving somebody twenty dollars, or it may be, um, you know, sacrificing your time to instead of spending on you know what you had planned, spontaneously changing that in order to meet somebody's need or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is using that for His bigger plan. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Yeah, how amazing that God, who is above all and everything belongs to Him, you know, even gives us things that He uses. Mm -hmm. Like, that, just feels like it makes me look at my life and my stuff and my time and all of that differently, you know, that God gave me those things and that the Lord needs it, you know, Mm -hmm. and just think. He doesn't need, uh, you know, like He could... He needs it, but He doesn't need right. us. You know, He chooses to let us be apart by needing something that He has given us. And that's an incredible process to be in. And every time that I've had an opportunity like that where you get to give something or it's always a cost in the beginning and then you do it and you feel how amazing it is when you come alongside what God right. is doing. You know, like when I actually... Time. Yeah, exactly. Totally fulfilling and better than whatever the donkey was that I gave.
2: Yeah. I think another uh, piece, just a Testament in my own life is accountability, which I think is a loaded term and doesn't sound super helpful, but really being transparent and vulnerable and being able to invite people in and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm having a hard time with giving this up or I'm having a hard time handing this over. And I think uh, I've been particularly blessed by having relationship with people that already have gotten to know my, uh instincts or my flesh uh, instincts. and so they almost can anticipate when it comes because you know, I'll be able to explain to them like, yeah, i'm I'm trying to wrestle through this and discern this and and they can kind of quickly encourage me. And I think even just that aspect of being able to kind of help and, and even check in and be like, hey, you know you were wondering about you were questioning about this or you needed help with this like, um, how's that going? I think has also helped me a lot when it comes to just being able to, of course it's hard from a pride standpoint to even open that up to begin with. But I think being transparent about those struggles, I think really helps when people come alongside you.
0: Mm-hmm. So Jose, you mentioned earlier how some of the things like in your sort of system when you were growing up, mm-hmm. um, they were more based on like what felt like a superstition. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I thought there was an interesting statement. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we could all kind of unpack what it means to make sure that it isn't a superstition or how to notice when it starts becoming that, like, Oh, if I, if I pray these things for this amount of time, then these things are going to happen, you know, or if, if I, you know, proclaim this certain thing, then God is going to do Mm -hmm. this. If I, you know, if, if I commune with God in this certain way, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to become whatever, or, or these certain set of things are going to happen. I mean, that's, It's really superstition. Mm -hmm. So how do we, when we're we're delving into disciplines and having a Christ-centered life, how do we make sure that it's Christ-centered and not really just a self-centered superstition? You know, a get-out-of-jail-free card sort of, you know, Jesus vending machine, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you judge a tree by its fruit. So... Meaning after you do those things, do you yourself see a change in yourself? Um, Do you see a change in, in, in your day around you? So when I submit myself to prayer, my mind changes and my focus changes. So when I start reacting to certain things that come up during my day differently, I can recognize that that came from my time spent with the Lord, but that's not glorifying me, that glorifies Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a because of, rather than in order to kind of thing. So I I, I, I I do these disciplines because of what Jesus has done for me. That's a mental you know reality, rather than I'm doing these things in order to gain the approval of others or the approval You're of right. God. Um, it is a fine line and it can be a, a gray area, I think. Um,
0: That's what I think. <laughs> I didn't have an answer when I asked the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as you're talking and I was thinking, I think the way that in my life, I, I do turn it into a superstition sometimes. Mm-hmm. And for me, what happens is if um, when I'm convicted of sin mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit, when He brings up sin in my life, and um, then I'll take that and directly go to this sort of rote like prayer of mm-hmm. repentance. Mm-hmm. And many times it really is just a superstition for me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get rid of the of the feeling of that conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord's not putting shame on me, mm-hmm. but the conviction of the Holy Spirit that says, Hey, you need to change what you're doing. What you've been doing is wrong, or you've hurt this person, or you've acted in this way that is not consistent with the Spirit. And then I take it and I try to just do the things you're supposed to do in order to get rid of that feeling so that I can move on with my life mm-hmm. rather than actually dealing with the conviction of the Holy Spirit, changing my mind, allowing mm-hmm. the word to change my mind and the Spirit of God to change my mind and reconciling wherever I need to reconcile. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, you know, real talk for me. Yeah. That's where I I can take the discipline of prayer and scripture reading mm-hmm. and turn it into a vending machine, yeah, you know, yeah. and it doesn't ever work, but that doesn't mean I don't still try it. <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah. That's a brilliant, it's, 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 it's an important thing to talk about, mm. um, yeah. you know, because for some, for so many, that's the very reason why they don't go to church, for why they don't um, want to have anything to do with God, because they have this picture. I had this picture of a faraway God that was more disappointed in me than delighted with me. Uh, But all of these disciplines flow from God delights in who I am, and he loves me (laughs) That's crazy. Given all of these things about me that that kind of tick me off at <laughs> times and I'm like, why do I keep on doing this? Yeah. I should do, you know, I should think differently or I should react differently, but yet God still delights in me. And so doing these disciplines you can totally take it to the extreme but but I do think when they're when they're placed well they'll,
2: they'll be able to breathe life mm-hmm. yeah i think about even the story of mary and martha and just the fact of just being so focused on all the things that i need to do for god and for jesus and then missing where he's just like hey i want to be with you like don't miss this and so mm-hmm. it's really good and that luke 19 passage actually that's the second time that jesus we- weps, wep, weeps
1: weeps <laughs> weeps <laughs> the second time that Jesus wept. Um, The first time was with Lazarus, with Mary and Martha. And he was weeping even though Lazarus was about to be resurrected. He knew that Lazarus was gonna resurrect from the dead, but yet he was weeping because he had compassion on the people. He was with the people. And same thing right here. He's weeping over Jerusalem because they're they're not recognizing the Prince of Peace entering into the city, and he's saying you're you're missing it. And more than anything, I think he's saying, and I'm missing you because you're not opening up yourself to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the heart of God. Mm-hmm. God's heart is to be with us. It's not to rate us or to, you know, say hey, you did all right today, but you screwed up these seven times yeah. or or whatever. And that that to me is encourages me um, as we think about, you know, doing things like spiritual disciplines. Mm.
0: That's great. That'll even rhyme. He's not there to raid us. He's there to rescue us. That doesn't rhyme. That's alliteration. Okay. <laughs> alliteration. That's alliteration. Alliteration.
1: alliteration. Alliteration. Sorry. Am missing something? I don't preach.
0: You know, he, he's, he's not here to, to you know, he's not carrying around a clipboard. No. You know, it's 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 more it's because he loves us, like you said, mm-hmm. when, he, yeah, um, when he desires intimacy with us.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the... Uh, I don't know the test point or when I figure out for me to figure out why I'm doing spiritual disciplines or why, yeah, why I'm doing any of that. It's really when I use things like prayer to get something from God. You know, like if I do this or if God rates me right, then I'll get what I want. And when the heart of God is he wants to be with us, like you said. And so it's more satisfying and fulfilling to just be with him and to do those things out of a relationship with him than to, even if I never got anything that I'm praying for or dreaming about, you know, that it's enough to just be with him. That that's the, to me, that feels like my takeaway bottom line about spiritual disciplines is Mm. it's about being with him. And when I really put all my figurative eggs in his basket, then I'm good. Mm. And it doesn't matter what comes because Mm -hmm. I'm known by him and know him and it helps me. I've lived, it's exhausting to live trying to do those things to get something from God and at least in my experience it's draining and Mm -hmm. not a life-giving way to be with him. So that really, that's my test with me. You know, Mm -hmm. am I doing this to uh, get something from God or to be, just to be with him even if I don't get what I want?
2: So this, we touched on it earlier, but this Sunday is Easter and it's not going to be like an Easter that we've had in a long time. Uh, So for someone, maybe whether this is their very first Easter following Jesus or their hundredth Easter, uh, what would be one way maybe you would encourage someone just as they prepare their heart for this Sunday in this (laughs) new environment, different kind of scene, what would be one thing or maybe one thing you're doing as far as just to kind of prepare your heart amidst this this, crazy time. This may not help,
1: (laughs) but given our conversation about superstition and works and stuff, You know, Easter is important. I think it's fun that we're able to celebrate that, but Easter is not a once a year thing. Easter is a daily thing for us. And I love that Jesus, even as we're reading the Gospels, I mean, Jesus in in the triumphant entry, it's the time of Passover. So that's kind of their ritual, their annual year where everyone takes a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. We don't have any of those. We have Easter and Christmas, but those are man-made. They're not God made. This is a reality for us every day. So I would say welcome to, you know, church as we make this a really, really big deal. But also this is a daily reality. Praise God. God, that we're able to do life with the resurrected Savior who is with us and who is for us in this crazy season, and I do hope that, uh, and I think it's it's cool how it has clashed with this time because that message is being magnified in our in our city, in our community, in our in our country, um, world for sure. But it's Easter season. Let's let's worship the resurrected Savior.
0: Mm. Okay, so wrapping it up for this version of the Conversations podcast. We got Holy Week upon us. We are at Monday right now. This is the day that Jesus cleared the temple with the whips and the whatnots. And so as we look forward to the rest of this week, let's give a quick um, quick word. Paulina and Taylor, if you can kind of give us what, what are some things to look forward to this week. Some things that we can that we can do to get intimate with the Father, to be mindful of what the happenings of the week, and looking forward to Resurrection Sunday. Give us give us something, and then we'll wrap it up with Pastor Jose. It'll be great.
2: I am a huge uh, fan of habit and routine, and so things like this, the Easter holidays that come up, it's usually. Uh, kind of not a last minute thing, but it's just usually something I don't think about until the day of like, oh, tomorrow's Easter. Uh, And of course, with everything going on now, everything is changed and different. But I think just... Uh, making a um, personal decision to do something special, just even to remind, like just something tangible that I can remind myself about uh, just for this upcoming Sunday and just kind of thinking, again, Jose, I I love what you said about every day is Easter and living in that way. And I think also at the same time being like, okay, what is something that I can take advantage of just this week in my own walk and whether it's in what I'm reading or whether it's uh, just the conversations I'm having, like what's some way that I can also take advantage of, of being able to celebrate it uh, so I think, yeah, having both of those, but I think that would be one way that I'd encourage people to.
3: Yeah, um, I just am reminded of you sharing Galatians 2, 20 at church on Sunday. And that's like, it's good for me before I go to do something, it's good for me to know the why. And I think that's for me this week is my what I want my focus to be. I've been crucified with Christ and I don't live, but Christ lives in me. And I think that... Uh, applying that, that's rooted in our stories. That's why I share that Mm -hmm. because that feels like the application of that is my story and that I personally was dead in sin and have been raised to new life and that we get to live a new life. And so because of that, I think this week is a great time for us to be testimony and story heavy for me to pause and remember all the things that God has done for me personally. And then the part that I'm not great at is to pause again and ask God who uh, needs to hear His work, what He has done in me. And even as a little preview of for stuff with Cypress Creek Church, we're going to be sharing a lot of testimonies this week. And on Sunday, we're going to share a bit longer testimonies. Mm -hmm. And I am just always look forward to that every year because there's nothing that points us back to God like somebody else saying, look what I've seen Him do. And so for me, that's like... Stopping and thinking about my story and my testimony, and then thinking about who needs to hear that, you know, and then getting excited about hearing people's testimonies this week, I think will be really good.
0: For me, this week, sometimes I like to get heady on things. And so, one thing that I encourage people to do, if you're into this sort of thing, is you can check out the different lectionaries and the different liturgies that are out there. Check those things out. There's Ooh. extensive readings for each day of the Holy Week, and it's it's interesting information. The traditional church... The Orthodox Church has some really good things to offer during this week as far as uh, contemplating what Jesus went through and, and, the, and the gravity of uh, what Holy Week is and what Jesus has done for us. There's lots of readings and resources there. No particular denomination is necessarily better than the other, but there's plenty of things you can look up. Look up lectionaries and liturgies uh, for daily readings, and it's it can be really enriching um, for your day-to-day this week. And that's my suggestion. Jose, our wonderful yeah.
1: leader, can you wrap it up for us? I love how we are kind of all over the board, you know. We, mm. I talked about Easter's every day. At the same time, we can really use this as an opportunity to go deep with liturgies and disciplines, share our stories. Taylor, were you going to
2: say something? Oh. <laughs> no. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Uh,
1: so just, my point. Sure what it is? But I, the only the only thing that I would add is it's let's share that. Let's share that with others if you're listening and and um, you know take this opportunity to go ahead and invite folks to tune into Cypress Creek Church on Sunday. We're going to continue to do what we've always done. The pastor steps aside. We feature stories, resurrection stories, stories of God's redemption. And I can't wait to be together. We're also going to take communion, um, even though we're not going to be together together. We'll all partake of the Lord's. Uh, table at the same time. So that's going to be a powerful time. So, yeah.
2: Yes. And share the live stream, share the awesome worship playlists that are going out. We've got social media and then this podcast too, if you like it, I want to give a shout out to Leslie who emailed us at conversations at com. She's enjoying it. So Leslie, yes, yes. Big shout out there. So yeah, share it with your friends and that's how more and more people
0: can uh, hear and get involved. And also make sure and invite people to come and be with us on Sundays as we live stream for the service. You can go to cypresscreekchurch.com and it'll be awesome to be with you. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will catch you next time.